The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Him on the NFL Network. You can see him there uh, every Sunday on the NFL Network's NFL Game Day morning at 9 o'clock in the morning. Needs no introduction. Uh, and you can follow him on Twitter at, at Kurt13Warner. And uh, he must love this stuff because uh, his team always gets brought into the mix as the greatest show on turf and you know fits into the way the league is these days, that's for sure. Uh, Kurt, welcome. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fine, Kurt. Um, you know, uh, it's funny. In all this offense, I finally saw a team last night in Dallas actually dismantle a good offense. I mean, really dismantle them. Not get a couple of strip sacks and give up 500 yards. Actually go out there and beat them up and just take the game away from them. I haven't seen that in a long time. That was impressive what we saw last night. It was impressive. You know, especially in this day and age when everything lends itself to the offense. Um, you just don't expect to see it very often. But, I mean, we, we saw some of that. Last year with Jacksonville when they were going good and, you know, Seattle just a couple years ago. Um, but you're right. I mean, Dallas looked apart. That front seven uh, was getting after it uh, in the run-pass game. Uh, we're leaving a lot of openings on the back end. I mean, it was just a really a dominating performance and not just dominating because, you know, you got to look at the Saints and what they've done this year and how good they've been. Um and, yeah, I think we're kind of amazed today because I, I didn't know if we would see that. Now, I thought we might see some good defensive performances, but I didn't know if you would see one of these you know, powerhouse offenses being shut down like we saw them shut down last night. No, that was special. It really, it really was. And that, they've run the ball well, the Saints. The offensive line's been the best in the league. So that was impressive, really impressive. they got some good young players. Like Van Der Esch, Lawrence is having a great year. Van Der Esch is playing well. He's really uh, stepped in and done a terrific job. So they do have some players. Right now, Kurt, who do you like uh, MVP? Mahomes? Three guys I'll give you. Which, oh, just tell me this. Forget MVP. Which guy you think is having the best year? Mahomes, Luck? Or Breeze? Uh, I'd probably put Mahomes in there. Um, I just think they're, they're asking him to do more. He's making more difference-making plays. And it's calculating to scores and touchdowns. And, um, you know, he's just been so good and, and I think kind of ahead of everyone else when you're talking about, you know, 37 touchdowns at this point and the way he came out of the block. Um, I'd probably lean in that direction, although – I'll be the first one to say, when I watch tape with Drew Brees, his command of the game, uh, his accuracy, which is rare, um, is as good as I've ever seen in, in one particular season. And I think he would be the front runner if you didn't have a quarterback like Mahomes that's almost to 40 touchdowns already at this point in the season. 
and and uh, I know that you're very high on luck, as everyone is. What a comeback, huh? Oh, my gosh. I mean, yeah, I don't think anybody saw anything close to this coming. Um, yeah, I mean, and the other thing that's so impressive about Andrew Luck is who's he throwing to? You know, that that's yep. one thing that we always say about these great quarterbacks is, you know, they make all the guys around them better. Or, you know, they can have that success without – the household names. I mean, besides T.Y. Hilton, I mean, who else is he throwing well, to? Well, look at you Ebron. Know? Nobody Ebron, at home would know. Ebron, had, Ebron right? had 10 touchdowns in four years, and now he's got 11 this year. So uh, look what he's done with Ebron this year. Yeah, and a couple young running backs. I mean, it's just, you know, he's playing so well. I mean, obviously you give a, a great quarterback protection, and you can look across the board at Mahomes and Goff and Breeze, and, and the guys that are really having great years, they're protected. And, Andrew Luck is in that mix. For the first time in his career, he's been protected, and this is the kind of stuff that can happen when he's protected. All right, who's the best team in the AFC right now? Kansas City, Pittsburgh. Yeah, I mean, New- I, I still, who's the best I'm team? still going to put it. I'm still going to put it at Kansas City, just because they're so much more explosive, it seems, than everyone else. And I know those other teams have some some big time playmakers, and I know uh, the Pats have already beat them uh, at their place. But I think you bring any of those teams on the road to Kansas City with the explosiveness of that offense. And I think a great example was a couple Mondays ago when they put up 51 points with five turnovers. I mean, it just it's mind-boggling that they had a chance to score 51 points, but they're so explosive, and they're explosive on a different level um, than most teams that I, that I would give them the edge right now. Hey, if they don't have the defense, if they don't have the turnovers for touchdowns, they win that game easy. They beat them up at the line of scrimmage. I mean, they won the game. Rams didn't keep up with them. The Rams got three defensive touchdowns. Yeah, no, they did. But, I mean, you also got to remember the Rams gave up basically two touchdowns as well uh, with the yep. turnovers that Goff had as well. Yep. So, but, 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 I mean, you're right. I mean, that, that's the thing is normally you see that stat line and say, you know, two defensive touchdowns and five turnovers. I mean, you're not only getting blown out, but you're, you know, you're lucky to score 28 points. To think that they scored 51 on top of that is pretty amazing. And how quickly they can do it with a guy like Tyreek Hill, I just, he's a difference maker because his speed is so dramatic. You know, there's a lot of guys that are fast, but his speed is at a different level that really just, you know, forces safeties and DBs to play at a depth that, that nobody else does. So it creates windows that even with those other great players on those other teams that I don't think you get. Is it easier to throw the ball to the, to the back out of the backfield? Or is it easier to throw the ball to the slot receiver? Um, I mean, obviously if you have a good back, I mean, I had a great one and um, you know, I always feel like a good tight end and a good back are the two big, two biggest mismatches in football that for linebackers and safeties that have to play the run and try to keep up with these tight ends that are 6'6 six, six and run, you know, four fives, or these backs coming out of the backfield that get two-way goes and they're so elusive when you have to, you know, play in space. I think those are the two, mis- two biggest mismatches in football. You know, the other thing last night I think that really surprised the Saints a little bit was they probably haven't seen a whole lot of man this year, right? I mean, they saw a lot of man last night. I mean, a lot. I mean, they probably haven't seen that too much this year. Well, I mean, I think defenses are forced to play man because because of the rules. It's just hard to play zone unless you can rush with four guys and get pressure on a quarterback. So you have to bring pressure. And so everybody plays man. You know, and, and that's the other thing that's been impressive about the Saints is I know they have uh, Kamara and, and they have Michael Thomas, 
But they don't have a lot of household names either. No, they you know, don't. But I think of, everybody you know, sat and, back, has sat back and tried to give them, make them come to big field. So I, I, I figured they probably saw a lot more zone than most teams because people figure, let them think and dunk, keep it in front, play to run, play Kamara. Don't let them make big plays. Don't let them get those options. Don't let Thomas and Kamara get you know one-on-one matchups down the field. So I, I figured they probably haven't seen as much as some other teams. Now, I could be wrong. I haven't watched every game to see that that's the case. But I would think they probably saw less than a lot of teams. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's less because, again, I think it all comes back to the theory of the only way to beat teams like that is you have to get after the quarterback. If you don't get after Drew Brees, I don't care what zones or what you're playing on the back end, you're not going to win those games very often. If you can do it with four guys, as you said, if you can yep. do it with four guys, everybody's going to play zone. No if question. you can get pressure with four guys. But most teams can't, so you have to always play a lot of man, and it's really tough with the rules to play press man in this day and age, but you have to bring, you know, pressure to get to those guys. So I think every team, every defense for the most part plays a lot of man just because of the way uh, things are set up now. But, uh, but you know, you may be right that, you know, the average number of snaps, the teams try to play a little more zone against those guys. But, well, because uh, they, got some, they got some crazy matchups. They really do, especially Kamara. I mean, he's impossible. Yeah, he's, um, he's phenomenal out teams that have these innovative offenses where they're always moving and shifting and bringing guys, you know, jet sweep motions. And I mean, it's just tough to keep up with them. So uh, I think you're very, you know, correct in saying that you're going to try to chase these guys all over the place and play man with all the motions and shifts that these teams do, you're going to have trouble. So you got to pick your moments to do it. But, but most teams in the league are, are playing, a, you know, I won't say majority, but playing a lot of man coverage because it's the only way to create pressure on a, on a quarterback. And playing against Hill is impossible, too, because, I mean, you, can't, you cannot let him get past you. If he gets past you, he's going to score. I mean, he, yeah. he's going to catch the ball, and he's going to score. Yeah, well, and, and it goes both ways. I mean, it's hard to play soft on him either, because if you get a, a five-yard pass to him in space, it's tough to tackle that guy in space, too. So, you know, that's what I say. He's just a different kind of cat because he is so fast that – you play press and he beats you at the line of scrimmage, you're right, it's six points. And if you play off, you know, it's so easy to get it to him and, and he's such a good returner that it's tough to cover him in space. So it, he really is, you know, I think one of the toughest matchups in, in football. He is. And, and listen, you, I mean, Mahomes throws a heck of a deep ball too. I mean, one time he underthrew him that game. And I've seen, you know, a lot of guys underthrow him and, and Smith underthrew him a lot. <laughs> I mean, you had guys who, I mean, you threw a lot of deep balls yourself. I mean, you threw a lot, you, you guys ran a lot of routes and a lot of deep stuff for your guys. I mean, a lot of big plays. Yeah, I mean, you're right. And that's why, you know, you can't throw it late to him unless maybe you're Pat Mahomes that can throw it 80 yards. But, but most guys, yeah, you got to see it and you got to get it out because he'll outrun your arm. And I think sometimes the defense, you know, until they really got a, a sense for Mahomes, there were times that, that you know, Hill would get back behind him. Yep. And they would kind of slow play it because they're like, well, he's not he getting the ball him. this late, this yeah. deep because the ball's never going to get there. And all of a sudden Mahomes lets it go and it gets over the top of him. And you're like, oh, my gosh, this is almost impossible because great speed, but you also have an arm to go with it. All right, talk, talk to me about the young court. We don't know yet if Donald's playing this week, uh, game-time decision, whether he's coming back. Uh, Mayfield, obviously, has uh, been in a situation where he's had more people around him and he's gotten to play more recently. Uh, tell me what you've seen from the first-year guys. Um, well, yeah, I mean, we'll start with Baker. And, yeah, I really like what I've seen uh, from Baker. Um, you know, that 
Uh, early on, I thought he did some really good things, and he kind of hit a low for three or four games where he kind of struggled, wasn't seeing things as well, wasn't getting it out. Uh, and then he's kind of settled in, whether it was a coaching change or, you know, they're doing, um, you know, they're running some plays that uh, they'll run over and over again. So maybe he's getting more comfortable with that. Uh, but the last couple games, last three weeks or so, he's played really, really well. He, he sees things and he gets the ball out. He doesn't hesitate, which is what I love about him. Uh, he settled into the point where he's making plays on the move. Last week, I think, you know, at least two of the touchdowns, maybe three of them, uh, were him buying time when nobody was open and creating like he did in college. So I like what I see from him, and I think he's got a huge upside. Uh, Sam Darnold, um, I've seen a kid that is extremely talented. We know he can make all the throws, and I've seen him make some really big-time throws. Um, a couple things that I think he needs to get better at, at knowing where he wants to go with the football and getting through progressions. And then I think he needs to settle in the pocket a little bit. You know, when I watch him, he's – there's often times where his feet are moving 100 miles an hour in the pocket, and it just lets me know that his mind's moving 100 miles an hour, and he's not really sure what to do. But he can get a little impatient in the pocket early, but I do think he's got a big upside. Uh, he's got a great feel for the game, throws well on the run, and, and can make some of those different throws where you got to throw it up and over guys. Um, I've seen some big-time throws from him, so still excited about what he can do. Josh Rosen, I don't think he's in a very good situation here. No, he's not. The offensive line is is really struggling. Um, you know, they don't have any dynamic necessarily playmakers on the outside. Even though, like, obviously, Larry, yeah. yeah, Larry's still here, but but um, he's not the same kind of guy. Christian no. Kirk's had a decent year, but but I just don't think he's in a great situation. And I think he was thrown in a little too early. I don't think he was ready uh, to handle everything that's being thrown at him. You see some big time moments with that. You know, that arm talent comes to fruition and you're like okay wow you know that's what we expected but doesn't see the field and get through things very quickly and again it's not given the luxury of being able to sit back there and see things and then Lamar Jackson I mean obviously uh, when you have him do the things that he did in college he's pretty good and he's dynamic and he can run the football and be you know be a bear on defenses you know when they're doing all those things I still think he struggles in the pass game. I don't see a guy that, that reads coverages. I see a guy that looks at his guy and then throws it really hard. And, you know, it's hard to live in that world as a passer. He hasn't had to do that yet. So maybe they can survive a few more games with, you know, the, the, you know, the college-type uh, run game. It's just you're not going to be able to survive forever no. doing that. So he's got to get better as a passer, I think, either down the stretch if they're going to make a playoff run, or definitely in the future, if he's going to become that guy. Talking, uh, uh, you know, uh, and and we and Josh Allen's getting to play a, a little bit in Buffalo now. And you know, one thing about him, he's been gritty. You know, the one at least, uh, and we're talking with Kurt Warner, of course, but I think at least Josh Allen's been gritty. If anything else, yeah, I mean, I, he, he's. You know, at least he's hanging in there. He's he's trying to make plays. I mean, that's not a great situation either, as we talked right. about offensively. But he's he, he showed a little grit. You know, the one thing you notice, Kurt, about those guys is, you look at the first year guys, their percentages are going to be anywhere from fifty three to fifty six. You look at the average guy who's a good veteran quarterback, and not even the great guys, but the real good veteran quarterbacks up and and forward, they're going to be sixty six, sixty eight. Yeah. How long does it take a guy to get those automatic rote moves that veteran quarterbacks know, that automatic completion, that automatic play? How long does it take the guy from the first-year guy 
to get to the automatic 68 guy from the 53-54 guy? Yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's a hard question to answer. You know, like a guy like Baker, I think he's there. And a lot of times I expect guys that are picked in the first round or picked in the top ten to already be there. They, they should be able to make those automatic throws, those easy reads, um, that you expect from a franchise quarterback. I, I don't expect that to take any time. Now, there's always going to be exceptions, um, you know, guys like a Lamar Jackson that didn't necessarily right. do that in college, or even a Josh Allen, who I think is a more of a project than the other guys. But, but I would expect those other guys to make those reads and those throws consistently. But the one thing I will say, Mike, is that you, you have times when, um, when you come into a league and – Sometimes you have what we call an alert. So there's a, there's a throw over here on the left-hand side that's a, a five-yard hitch or it's yep. an easy slant. And then you have your tough concept over there to the right-hand side. And I think oftentimes with young guys, as they're learning a system, they get so hung up with the concept part of it and what I'm supposed to think and what I'm supposed to read that they forget all about that alert that's over there to the left-hand side. And I think that's one thing that the great quarterbacks and those high-percentage guys do really well. A Tom Brady very seldom misses a five-yard hitch if a corner's off. Right. He will take it ten times in a game, and, and he's one of the few that does that. But I think it takes a while for the young quarterbacks to be able to grasp the entirety of an offense where they don't have to spend all their time thinking about the concept, and they can see a defense and go, oh, my easy throw's over here. Boom, just take it. No worry to think of, no worries uh, about taking that big play. Just take the gimme, take the gimme, take the gimme. And the best quarterbacks do that. And I would say that takes quarterbacks a little bit longer, maybe a, a full year before they can go up to line of scrimmage and really understand all the nuances and know where their quick, easy throw is. And if it's there, take it every time. Yes, yeah, that's a good point, too. And, and you can see, as you mentioned, uh, uh, with Baker, he has, in the last couple of weeks, raised it to where he's gone from like 56 up to like 62 now. So he's getting there, as you said, rather quickly. He's, he's, he's picking it up. And he also might have a little better player around him than, say, Donald has had since – and he's had some injuries the last couple of weeks himself. And also the Jets have had some to their skill guys. They haven't had a lot of guys out there in recent weeks be able to play. So they, he hasn't had a whole lot of guys. He lost Bilal Powell, which was a big key for him. He's, he lost his best wide receiver. So he's lost a couple of those targets that were there for him to make plays earlier in the season. They're not even there out there when he was out there the last couple of weeks. Last couple of weeks he was out there kind of by himself. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I think the talent around him and even the coaching staff there, I mean, knowing Todd like I do, they do a great job of creating some easier throws for him than some of the other guys as well. Um, you know, some of the other, you know, offense coordinators and play callers in those other places, I don't think do a tremendous job of creating some of those things. So you can also look at the guys like a Drew Brees and his completion percentage is always so high. And yep. no question, he's unique. In his exactly ability to be accurate, but they create a lot of easy throws for him. Yep. He throws a bunch of balls at the line of scrimmage or near the line of scrimmage, and you know, and, and that helps, especially a young quarterback when it's, you know, it's almost a no-brainer. Hey, we're just throwing it here, and it, and it keeps the chains moving, and it keeps them in manageable situations, and it, it's easier on these young guys, so they don't have to over-process things, um, you know, play in and play out. I always felt at the highest level. I was talking with Kurt Warner. Uh, accurate quarterbacks are are born; they're not made. I really believe that. I think there you guys. There's some guys who, let's be honest, 
great quarterbacks who aren't the most accurate guys in the world. You know, uh, as, an, as an example, uh, you know, and Elway wasn't the incredible. He wasn't crazy as as well as uh, Aikman would be, uh, as far as just sheer accuracy, velocity, of course, uh, great plays, great legs, great everything. But there were some guys. You were a guy very accurate. Phil Simms, very accurate. I mean, some guys that just got great accuracy, yeah. just natural great accuracy. You were yeah, a very I, accurate I, passer, as an example. I agree. I mean, and I think a lot of it is technique based. Um, I think, like you said, uh, you know, some people just have that innate ability, and some people have different levels of accuracy. Meaning, some guys are really accurate on a deep ball, but they're not as good on the short stuff. Yeah. Or they may be accurate on that second level stuff, but not as good on the short stuff. And then there's some that I think are accurate. You know, again, like a Drew Brees, he's accurate on all levels. You know, on yeah. the short stuff, the intermediate stuff, and the deep stuff, he's just as accurate on all three levels where a lot of quarterbacks aren't. They have one thing that they're really good at, you know, like a Cam Newton, you know, before this year, really good as a deep ball thrower, struggled on some of the intermediate stuff, and now he's done a good job this year and within that offense of being better uh, and more accurate on the underneath stuff. Um, But that wasn't always the case with him. And so you'll see that with different guys is, they may have one area where they're really, really accurate, but not the same on maybe all three three levels. As he as liberalized as the rules are now, especially against the defense, do you think it's easier to come in now and play quarterback than it was 10, 15 years ago? Or because they throw so much on the guys information-wise now, is it hard, maybe harder now? Do you think it'd be easier now or easier 15 years ago to come in and break in the league? <laughs> Um, well, I mean, I think there's different, you know, I think there's parts of the game now that obviously would make it easier because the way you create and the way you throw the ball, you know, so, so much intermediate stuff, I think automatically makes the game easier. It's easier to be accurate and and to complete balls and not to have as many turnovers and, uh, you know, throw more touchdowns and, and all of those things I think is, is easier. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think there's also nuances now. Um, and defenses, you know, there's certain teams that throw all kinds of zone dogs at you and things that, that maybe I didn't see as much early in my career that can make it a little bit tougher, um, you know, as offenses and defenses have evolved from that standpoint. But I just think the nature of having success offensively is much easier now. You know, you're going to get more pass interference calls. You're going to get more guys that are running wide open because you can't, you know, put your hands on them uh, like before. And so I think you're, you have more opportunities to succeed now, but I wouldn't necessarily say that the position is on a whole easier, especially when you're talking about the top-level guys or playing against top-level defenses. Why do you think Roethlisberger has so many interceptions on the road and not any at home? <laughs> I, I don't know if you can ever – you know, everybody wants to talk road and home. I, I don't know if I mean, it's that pretty has stock. a whole lot. It's pretty stock. I, I know. I, I don't know if that has a whole lot to do with it. I mean, I don't ever remember thinking, oh, man, I threw that interception because we were on the road. Um, you know, there are times that you can I mean, feel if a guy was a dome guy, I could see it, or he's a good weather yeah. guy playing in bad weather, I could see it. But for some reason, he, I, maybe he thinks <laughs> he has to be more daring on the road. I don't know what it is, but he's, yeah, he's always you know, been a little – he's been more careful as a turner. Forget numbers. He's been numbers in both places, but he's thrown a lot more picks on the road than he does at home. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's, uh, to me, that's a hard one to explain unless there is just a different feel – you know, when you're on the road and you're in a you know late game situation like last week, um, you know. But but the thing about Big Ben is that he's going to take chances. You know, he's he's much he's very much a gunslinger. And yes. you know, I mean, 
I had games like that too. I would have one every year where I threw four or five interceptions. And you just keep swinging and you go down swinging and you make some bad decisions. And, you know, even in games where things go well for you, there's probably two or three or four that are close plays that maybe you make in the wins or they get knocked down in a win. That could have been an interception, but it's just the nature of how you play. And I think that's how Ben plays. Is he plays to make every play. And sometimes when you do that, you make dumb decisions and bad throws and they go against you. And, you know, I think last week was a perfect example. I don't really know what he was trying to do or what he saw there. I think he panicked because the bad snap and it was a zone read and he just kind of pulled it up and turned and threw it. And it was just a, it was a bad decision at a critical time. Um, but again, I just think he's a guy that, you know, any week out, whether he's on at home or on the road, he could be great or he could give you three or four interceptions. And, you know, the hope is always, and it usually is with Big Ben, he's going to give you more of the four touchdown games than he's going to give you the four interception games. Fun to watch. He is fun to watch, that's for sure. I mean, it, it, no question. And, and he does make – what I like about him is he shakes it off, though. Even in the Jacksonville yeah. game the week before, he had been horrific in the early part of that game, and he played great in the fourth quarter of that game. Well, and that's, that's the great ones right there, that, you know, as you say, you keep slinging, and you have a you find a way to get yourself out or or just get a win when you don't bring your best stuff, right? You know, there's games where you just don't have your best stuff, where you're not seeing things the same, the ball's not coming out exactly where you want it to, and the great ones always have the ability in those situations to go, hey, it's not our greatest game, but we got to find a way to win, and that's exactly exactly what he did. One last thing, all right, San Diego. Pittsburgh, uh, San Diego, Chargers, Pittsburgh, L.A. Chargers, Pittsburgh. All right, uh, Sunday night, what do you think? Um, well, I mean, obviously with, with Pittsburgh being at home, a long trip for uh, the Chargers, I'm going to lean a little bit towards Pittsburgh in this one. And, you know, both of these teams have, have kind of let one get away the last couple weeks. Um, I just I like the Chargers a lot. I just don't know if they're dynamic to me, you know, when I look at these other, you know, great and explosive teams, Chargers have all these weapons and they've done some good things, but, you know, they just don't blow a lot of people out and they don't put up the, the you know, the 40 burgers like some of these other teams that, um, that I think that's probably going to be a close game and, I, and I'm going to lean towards Big Ben finding a way at home to get a win. Does McVay remind you of Dick Vermeil at all? Um, I mean, I love Sean McVay, and you know what? What I think reminds me is that Dick was so great at connecting with all the the players. You know, connecting with them on a personal level uh, that made guys want to go out and battle for him every time we stepped on the field. And it didn't matter where he was. You know, I saw it in all the different places, and you talk to his his players that played with him. You know, whether it was college or high school or in the pros, and they all say the same thing. And I think Sean McVay has a unique ability to do the same thing. It really looks like, and now I understand he's, you know, only five years older than most of his players. So maybe it's an easier connection, but does a great job of connecting with his players where they just, they really seem to love playing for him and love being a part of, of what he's building there. And so from that standpoint, I think without question, uh, both of those guys do some similar things and I can see some, some similarities. You can watch Kurt Warner on Sundays on the NFL Network. So thanks, Kurt. We'll be watching you. Thanks very much. You bet. Anytime. Take care. Kurt Warner back after this.